Yo, what's up? Welcome to another episode of Demo Listen. I'm Gray. I'm joined as always by my co-host Nathan. We do a very simple podcast in which we listen to punk, hardcore, metal, and adjacent music that people send in to us. It's typically our first time hearing the release in question, and we honestly react to whatever it is that we're hearing. Sometimes we like stuff, sometimes we don't. But regardless of how we feel about it, we just encourage people to go out and support the things that they do enjoy. We're not aiming to make objective value judgments or be professional critics in any regard. Uh, We just like music. We like listening to it. And uh, we in no way want to influence your own habits, whether, you know, Positive or negative, just we're putting music in front of you. Consume it if so you choose. Uh, The format of the show is that we have 10 bands in the queue every week. We roll some dice, and we usually get through between five and seven of them. Everything is user-submitted, and that's really all there is to the show. Um, Sorry that we're coming at you like a day late this week, but uh, Nate, you had a bad headache last night. Sure did. I just wasn't feeling up to it. You were were recovering from a long weekend of, as you stated, blowing animals to smithereens. (laughs) I wasn't blowing the smithereens. I was taking good pictures of them. (laughs) Okay, you're just taking pictures. Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, So... This week, I actually, I actually did strive to take some show notes that I, I'm going to actually reference. Here. Okay, that's good. That's yeah. good because I don't have very much of anything. Okay, cool. So first of all, I want to say uh, we had we had the um, we had gel gum and N love at the house on Thursday of last week, and it was probably the best show that we had left uh, ha- have had there yet. As I was telling you, Nate, we had like 70 paid on a Thursday night with bands and house people there and everything. There was like 90 kids in the basement. It was very cool um i I guess once again proving that uh no matter how no matter how few kids you think are interested in what in your town or city they're probably there you probably just need to book cool things consistently and they'll start coming out um but uh beyond that so here we go notes first of all the fumes tape um on earth girl tapes which is i think that's hampton from judy and the jerks label i know it's a hattiesburg bass label i know it put out the bad anxiety tape and like it's put out a bunch of like judy and the jerks stuff the ms mm-hmm. paint demo and stuff so i think that's hampton's label uh so i was listening to the rest of the bad anxiety bad anxiety tape which is really good i also am happy to report that i saw them on a flyer so i guess that is going to become like an actual product project oh that's good so hopefully there will be enough material to warrant me like purchasing a full full tapes worth of, of stuff at some point so i ended up with one of those anyway oh you did yeah uh, your friend and my friend got me a copy oh okay right on so i have one of those anyway but he and i were talking about you know this and he's like well it's what people want i'm like you know these short like you know deluxe bias like two minute long cassettes and i'm like nobody said please give us less music on these tapes no nobody wants nobody wants that no people the only reason that they make them is because people still buy them right yeah this is but it's never going to be eBay gold. It's never going to be no. Discogs gold. Right. It's just going to be this little two minute and 30 second long tape that's in your tape collection that in 10 years you'll be like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> right? Yeah, you'll put it on and be like, oh, this was really good. But, oh, yeah, I never listened to it because it's, it's two and a half minutes of music. Because it's such a fucking pain in the ass to, <laughs> right. do, to deal with, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like literally not. no one ever said, oh, 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 I can't deal with eight songs on this tape. Right. Just give me two. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Sure. Um, I'm also happy to report that the Fumes tape is, it's like eight songs or something. It's like seven songs. Seven songs. There you go. It's really, really fucking good. I encourage everybody to check it out. Just like ripping hardcore punk from Hattiesburg. I am uh, I am uh, repeatedly impressed by the stuff that comes out of that scene. 
Um, next up, which I'm sure a lot of people listening are already familiar with. So Taylor Swift recently re-recorded a lot of her material because she did not own the masters to her records, uh, which is a thing that happens a lot of the time. Like I don't own the masters to, to my old recordings when I was on No Sleep. A label will will just own your those recordings specifically, not the songs, but the recordings of those songs in perpetuity. Right, and it's written into a lot of contracts. And if you're young and you're eager to sign a deal, like that's just a thing that happens. Right, but she is free to re-record those songs and release them, you know, however she pleases. So she has done so. The LP though is it's like a quadruple LP or something, which is fucking insane. But the LP is, it plays at 45 instead of 33. Two songs per side. <laughs> yeah, there's two songs per side. So it's like a Target exclusive. So all of these girls who are like Taylor Swift fans who buy records at Target went and bought this. But they <laughs> Hold up, that sentence. All of these young girls yeah. who are Taylor Swift fans and buy records at Target. Right, that's a thing. I just that's I a demographic. I would have never considered that. I, I would have never, I mean, it doesn't surprise me that, you know, because... Just collect, you know, hell, I'm a collector, right? Sure, yeah. Just collecting the the object, right? right? Yeah. Is is enough, but it never would have even occurred to me to like, hey, let's check out the records at Target. Yeah, like 10 years ago, I never even would have thought there would be records in Target ever again. I would have never thought there ever was records in Target. Back in the day, you know. Like, How old is Target? Pretty fucking old. I don't know. It's fairly old. It ain't that old. It's since the 80s. Is it? Yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> not around here. Not 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 my old stomping grounds. I, I'm I'm pretty sure Target's been around for a grip. Regardless though, so these these kids like don't know that there is a difference in the speeds that records can be played. <laughs> so there are all of these one star reviews on Target's website for the record that's like and they're all spit. They're not just, oh, there's something wrong with the record. It's like 15 year old girls going, hey, I got my record and there's a man singing every song. <laughs> and there are a bunch of your reviews like, hey, I got one too. Another another one where the man or a man singing the songs who where's Taylor at? Why is there a man on these tracks? <laughs> so so yeah, all of these upset They're actually I can't remember who somebody ended up publishing an article on how to how to listen to a record at 45 RPM because there were enough people out there confounded by the fact <laughs> that it wasn't at 33 RPM. Why, why does it sound like this? It like, sounds weird. Question mark, question mark, question mark, question mark, question mark, question mark. I'm so confused. <laughs> does not sound like Taylor. <laughs> sounds like a man singing and everything is slowed down. It's not what I was expecting. I'll take the original copy. I don't know why Taylor put her name and face on this. Album was received clearly used with the album badly warped. It's completely unplayable. <laughs> so, like, it's, on one hand, it's incredibly... It's really scary. It's <laughs> like Taylor's voice from beyond the grave. <laughs> <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't see that one. Oh, that one's really good. Um, <clears throat> so the one thing that isn't funny about this situation, though, is that the fact that Taylor Swift has to press, you know, a quadruple LP to go in stores at Target and the fact that Adele pressed 500,000 copies, LP copies of her new record is the reason that now, like, 
independent labels can't get vinyl in their hands for yeah. like a year. Yeah. So thanks Taylor like, Swift. F- fuck you Taylor Swift. <laughs> yeah. Fuck you Adele. Yeah, like right? literally you have now you have held up the entire process of like independent music publishing for an entire year at least so that you can sell records yeah, to thanks, kids who don't know. <laughs> thank thanks for invading our stomping grounds, you fuckers. <laughs> yeah, right? Sure. Go back to wherever it was you fucking came from, right? Yeah, these kids are ju- would be just as happy to buy CDs. Man. Right, you know what I mean. Right, give them the deluxe CD. Yeah, they'd be just as happy. Give them a nice fucking digi pack with a fold out and a yeah. big booklet. Right, they'd love yeah. it. Yeah. Um, so my next point: uh, Can you make music files NFTs? <laughs> I don't think so. I think it's just images. So you know, just make a bunch of fucking NFT versions of the record. There you go. Yeah, sure. That's it. I, I, like just <laughs> NFTs of the record cover, though. Yeah, there you go. That's what you get. Okay. I don't think the kids are buying NFTs. Get on Spotify. I think that's a finance bro. Uh, that's a finance bro Potsy scheme. Yeah. Well, I mean, it sounds it sounds fake. So I it know. is fake. Right. I mean, it literally is. Fake. I, I can. <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure that if I see an NFT, yeah, I can just use like the clipping function on my computer and clip it and make a copy of it. But you don't have the, you don't have the, the token. <laughs> you don't have like the, with the, with the digital traceability to prove it's verified status as an NFT. So, well, so you don't really own it. It's like having a photocopy of the Mona Lisa. You don't have the Mona Lisa. Yeah. But it's not like a photocopy <laughs> of the Mona Lisa at all. Well, it is in theory. It's not. It, no, it's not. But that's what they're positing. Yeah, <laughs> that's it's that's not. the comparison they're making. But no, it's not. Last last thing. For some reason, I felt compelled to revisit the 2007 Bad Brains record, Build a Nation. If they could have gotten even a halfway, not even a halfway decent, but even a halfway coherent performance out of HR really fucking good i didn't really pay attention to it at the time because i remember the lead single came out and i was like 17 i mean i was prime prime age for a new oh fuck wow bad brains are releasing a new record and the music was good but hr is not even he, he sounds slow and sluggish he's like barely beyond he, the grave he, well on dude on the reggae songs he's going in right he's fucking on the dub tracks he's fucking going full rastafari but on the hardcore tracks, you could tell he was just, he was checked out. And, like, most of the tracks are him saying, like, one line and them doing, like, the dub, like, delay tweak just so that it can stretch out across an entire verse. And he's not yelling at all. Like, it's all sung. But the actual music is really fucking ripping. Like, so far beyond what you would have any reasonable expectation of Bad, Bad Brains doing in the year 2007. Um yeah, I uh, yes, you just brought up this image that I I am aware this of. This guy does not give a shit about hardcore. No, 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 he does not. Here's no. a story: fundraiser set up to help Bad Brains singer HR pay rent. Yeah, what year is from that? From a year and a half ago. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hardcore didn't do a goddamn thing for HR. <laughs> yes, right. And he he is not getting up the gumption to do a goddamn thing for it. No, definitely not. And I can't, and I can't blame the man. Um, but yeah, I was uh, I would encourage anybody in the sound of my voice to go back, listen to that record, if not for the first time, go back and re-listen to it with an open mind. I'm not saying you're going to have a good time because HR's vocals do detract from the experience, but if you can just hone in on the music, it is surprisingly 
surprisingly good. This is like a, it's it's a pointless anecdote. It's just you know it's hardcore related, and I felt it was uh, it was worth big upping the 2007 Bad Brains record. That it was also produced by uh, Adam Yauch from the Beastie Boys, and he did a pretty good job on it. Sure, sounds really fucking good. Um, yeah, if you literally just snip those vocals out and put a good vocal track, it would be a genuinely great hardcore record. And musically, I think like qualitatively. It's as good as any material that Bad Brains probably wrote since 1988. So, there uh-huh. you go. Maybe I'll go back and take a li- take a listen to you it. You should. And also, they were like way way ahead of the curve on like the delay vocal thing in hardcore. Yeah. I mean, it was it may have just been necessitated by the fact that that HR was like, I'm just going to record one line for this song. But nonetheless, they uh, they they predated that wave, right? So. Um, if you got nothing, we can jump right into the queue. No, I got nothing, man. All right, cool. So, oh, I will plug real quick uh, the next Bug House show because I know a lot of people drove in who were just, like, regionally um, out and about. Um, like, we had people from Michigan. We had some people from Illinois, some people from uh, Ohio come out, I think. So um, the next Bug House show is December 12th. It is Illiterates from Pittsburgh, uh, Kiddo from Indianapolis, who's fucking great, and then me and Nate's band, Parasitic Twins, it's on a Sunday night. It'll be three bands, short and sweet bangers. So if you're, you know, within a few hours of that show and it sounds like a good time, come out. So here, uh, here's the cue for this week. I also decided I'm going to start trying to, uh, I'm going to omit, okay, now you found a story that marries HR and Randy Blythe here, who Randy is <laughs> fresh on our minds as he is. Uh, fresh on everybody's mind. <laughs> right, sure. Always. Uh-huh. So Bad Brains Reunite for Secret Brooklyn Art Gallery show featuring HR, Randy Blythe, and Sid McRae. Now, look vocals. at this picture of HR. Uh-huh. Hands praying. Sure. Right? Yeah. He's at peace. Yes. <laughs> he's got no more hardcore spirit in him. <laughs> right, yeah. Not, he's dealing with, at this time in 2017, yeah. he underwent brain surgery to deal with crippling headaches. Yeah, I was going to say, he has like a really fucked up like brain right. condition yeah by 2020 mm-hmm. right he's setting up fucking fundraisers so he can pay rent right right he's got no more hardcore spirit <laughs> no <laughs> but uh, trying to imagine what it would sound like with what bad brains would sound like with randy blythe over it is a really horrifying proposition i honestly only have i think now it's just an assumption uh-huh. of what randy blythe sounds like yeah because I also assume I know what Lamb of God sounds like. Do you? I, I, I can't think of the last time. I have never intentionally listened to that band. Sure. And I can't think of the last time that I actually heard a Lamb of God song. I like the first couple Lamb of God records quite a lot, but Randy Blythe is a bad vocalist. Like, I like that, that band's first few records in spite of the fact that Randy Blythe is, like, a truly horrific vocalist. He sounds like this. And that's not, a, that's not an exaggeration at all. That's exactly what he sounds like. So I guess imagine that dude singing Bad Brain songs. Okay, okay. It, would be, it would be a fucking bummer. Um, so I also decided I'm going to omit I'm going to, unless I get a request otherwise, I'm just going to omit last names from the cue reading section of this show because it did occur to me that, like... Maybe they don't want it? Yeah, maybe you don't want to get put on blast. Give us your phone number. <laughs> you know what I mean? Maybe you don't want your, maybe us, you don't want your employers to find give out us that your, you listen Please to put show. your routing numbers in the uh, emails that you send, and just, we will tell that to everyone, too. Just sign the check. Right, just sign the check. Check or cash. Why don't you just cut me a check? <laughs> okay, so first up, we have Stingray 
This uh, this comes to us from Nick. It's a release on uh, Levitas and Muse, I believe. Um, I haven't listened to this. Uh, it's uh, an EP, I think. Yeah, six song EP, Feeding Time. Uh, I have seen this album art, but I haven't gotten around to listening to it. Then next up, we have got Tribal Gaze with Godless Voyage. This is a band from Texas. It was send, sent into us by Lewis. Looks like some death metal shit for sure. Then we have got School Drugs with Visitation. This was sent in by the band. I think Josh specifically sent it in. Um, School Drugs also playing the Bug House in January. Should be a fucking banger. So this is the first part of what I believe is going to be like... It's a, it's an LP in four parts, I guess. They're releasing like each each part of the LP individually as like seven inches, and then it will be compiled at a later date into an LP. I It's a conceptual thing, you know what I mean? I don't... Um, I don't claim to know what the motivation, what the artistic impetus behind that. <laughs> you think it's cash. A little bit of that pen <laughs> yeah, that, could, that could be it. Um, so I know what this sounds like already because I did the write-up for this record. Um, but I, I think it's quite good. It's uh, If you liked uh, what School Drugs has done so far, you'll probably like this too. Then we have got Corpse Thrower with Swamp Stalker. This is a band from uh, San Luis, California. This was sent in by Daniel. I believe this is some more metal shit. San Luis Obispo. Oh, San, San Luis Obispo. There you go. <laughs> um, then we have got 3D and the Holograms with their uh, self-titled promo tape. This is a band uh, out of Australia. It's on Wartman, which means that we're probably going to be suckers for it. Um, this was sent in by Eric. Then we have got uh, an AJ submission. This is Kiss the Sky with their demo 2020. This uh, came out in December of last year, and I believe this is a uh, so Willie Killy, well, Willie Killy mastered. I don't know who uh, recorded and mixed this, but I believe this is a Canadian release. I know at least uh, the label Demo Fest is a Canadian-based label. Then we have got Blue Anxiety with uh, the song Internet Terrorist. This is um, a band that I have been passingly familiar with for a little bit now because I've seen a bunch of my peers like sharing sharing their music videos and sharing their music and stuff um, but I I have not gotten around to listening to this this was sent in to us by Charlotte who said that she had been meaning to send this in for a while Nate you already admitted that uh, this misses you yeah I, I've tried a few times to get into Blue Anxiety and it just kind of misses me which is a shame because I really appreciate the art and the aesthetic behind everything else that's going on with it. Yeah. Um, I, I can't remember the dude's name. That's sort of like the, the, the dude that's the face, you know what I mean? The front man. Yeah. But he does a, a bunch of like, you know, art and sort of like, I guess, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, multi, multi, not multi-visual, multi, multimedia, multimedia shit. Yeah. Like installations and yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It seems that way. I mean, I don't, you know, but it, like, I, I like everything about it, but I just, it's always missed me when I listen to it. So we'll see. Fair enough. Uh, then we have got Hot Flakes. Uh, this is their split with Protection Hexes. This is a band from Philly. Um, it was sent in to us by Nick. Uh, there was no description. He just said he saw them live in Philly like last month or a couple months ago at this point and that it was good. Then we have got Mutilation Barbecue with their self-titled release. This is a death metal band from Cleveland, Ohio that actually just played in Fort Wayne on Saturday. And um, I listened to like a track off of this and I, I didn't think it was very cool. But uh, Chad, who sent it in, evidently thinks otherwise. So, you know, I'll give it another uh, I'll give it another shot, give it a fair shake. And then, then last up, we've got another Levita S and Muse release. This is, I'm not sure how to pronounce this. It's either Reeksy or Reaksi or Reeksi. I'm not sure. R-E-A-K-S-I with uh, Isak Hari Kapunyan Kita. There's no way I'm pronouncing that correctly. That's what's got to be Finland, Finnish, right? Um, no. Well, 
well, it could be Finnish, but I was actually thinking like this could be oh, they're from yeah Southeast okay. Asian. No, this is they're from Melbourne, Australia. So oh, Melbourne, uh, yeah, Malaysia, Indonesian. Okay, so there you, there go. you go. Yeah, okay. So this was sent in by Franklin. Um, yeah, don't know anything about this, but it's on a label who releases things that I pretty much exclusively like. So there you go. Let's roll the dice. See what's up first. All right, six. All right, six is Kiss the Sky with their demo 2020. Like I said, this came out in uh, December of last year. It is on Demo Fest, which I believe is like an all-tape label um, out of Montreal. Uh, it also says all proceeds go to solidarity across borders. I don't know what that means. It seems like a pretty open-ended claim of charity. Give but me some money. I will show solidarity with you. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I, sh- I show solidarity with anybody who pays me. Um, so, uh, looks like they have got the first song queued up to play, so we'll go with that. So we're going to listen to No Bullshit by Kiss the Sky off of their demo.
All right, so we went ahead and listened to two songs since the first one was more or less an intro. So we just heard No Bullshit and Shelter of Hate by Kiss the Sky off of their demo. So let me let me place this in, in context because actually Demo Fest has, has a, a little bio section on the right that, that explains a little bit more what's going on with this. So Demo Fest is a fundraiser for solidarity across borders, which I assume is a nonprofit of some sort. Uh, over 200 artists spent the fall writing slash recording slash producing, which... We get it. Uh, you could have just said one of those things. A demo-style new release. Everything was released on December 21st. All pro- proceeds go to Solidarity Across Borders. Um, there you go. So so I guess this was like a charity project where like all of this was compiled. Um, but like I looked at all of the bands that were on this, mm-hmm. and I would like to say that the, I would like to think that both of us are, are fairly in the know, even with... F- somewhat obscure bullshit that maybe a, a lot of people don't know because we hear so much stuff on this show and we listen to a lot of stuff independently. And the only band on this entire project that I that I was even passingly familiar with was Kiddo, who is from Indiana, who I know personally. And other than that, I didn't recognize a single band on there. So um so so qualitatively, let's let's like talk about this music and, and specifically this recording. Like I understand, I guess, that the the premise of this whole compilation is to to write and record a a demo style recording, um, but like that that's one of the worst sounding things I think that we've had on the show, period, in terms of like the actual quality of the sound. Yeah, yeah, it, it was not good, and the songs weren't good. But here's the thing, uh-huh. they kind of hit a sweet spot of earnesty for me. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like there's an there's an earnest amateurism to this sure that's true that is endearing to it yeah so i didn't absolutely fucking hate this for that reason yeah i get that for sure right it kind of you know it kind of made me i don't know it, it kind of took me to it like that spot where you're all your friends are in bands that sound like this right 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 you know what i mean yeah. and uh it's all super precious to you right for right? sure whenever i hear something like this i think of i think of the Life's Blood song, Left Out on the Ice to Die, mm-hmm. which is a shitty song. Yes, it is. It sounds like shit. <laughs> yeah, for sure. But it's, it, I love that fucking song for the same reason, because it's so earnestly bad. Right. Right? And just unabashed about it. Just put it out there. Right. Right? And for that reason, I think that song fucking, it, that song fucking rules. And I don't think that, this doesn't, it hit me in the same way. Right. Right? Because it's hitting me, uh, you know, when I'm in my 40s sure. instead of when I'm like 20 years old. Right. But nevertheless, it, it kind of gave me that same feeling. So I didn't hate this for that reason. Yeah. Um, the uh, solidarity across borders apparently has to do with um, fiduciary assistance for folks affected by COVID-19 pandemic, particularly like indigenous folks, I oh, believe, okay. and like non-status migrants and stuff. Oh, okay, cool. Right on. That's cool. Um, so yeah, I, I don't know, man. I, I, this is one of those things where I'm, I I am firmly in one camp if they're one age and I'm firmly in a different camp if they're another age. Oh, sure. You know what I mean? Um, if these are, if these are young people, I'm with this, I'm not mad at it. There is an earnestness at play here that, that endears this to me for sure. Um, if these are people who are 28, 29, 30 years old, um, back to the drawing board boys, you know what I mean? If these are people that are 50 or 60 years old. 
Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Right. Yes. Right. For it sure. comes back around. Yes, exactly. It's well, like with fashion, like we've talked it about. It comes right? back around. Right. right. You just stick it out long enough. It eventually becomes fucking sick again. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, if you're 50 or 60, this is also cool. Um, if you're if you're an art general, like 10 to 15 year age demographic, this is inexcusable. But, yeah, um, I'm, I'm not mad at this either. Like I said, it's particularly if it's young people. Cool. You know, keep it up. I'm sure that you'll I'm sure you'll get better. I'm sure your homies are psyched on what you're doing. And I, I felt, I felt nothing. Uh, I, uh, I felt nothing when I, when I heard this at all. So that's where I'm at with this. I didn't think it was good. Um, if it were my friends and I were 18, I would fucking love it. I, I will say this. Yeah. You can buy the entire demo fest 2020 discography for $50 and 75 cents Canadian. I yeah. don't know what that works out the U S dollars. We'll say probably 30, like 35 eight, bucks, 38 bucks or so. Yeah, so. yeah. Probably somewhere around there. That's 90% off. Wow, 90% off. 90% off. So that's a good deal. It was, yeah, it, it was $507.50 Canadian. Right. Right? Yeah. Now you can get it for fifty seventy five. That's a good deal. That's a, that's a for damn two, good deal. 200 and uh, there, there, there are uh, more than, more than fucking. 202 releases. 202 releases or whatever. Yeah. There's bound to be some things in there that, that, that are worth it. Yeah, I mean, there's a kiddo song or a kiddo, maybe in a per, perhaps several kiddo songs. A kiddo's a very good fucking band, and uh, Bill records all their own stuff, so like, I'm sure that it sounds good too. Um, so yeah, there's at least one good thing on there. So you're paying fifty seventy five Canadian for it. at least guaranteed one good thing. You're get, you're paying fifty seventy five Canadian for the experience of discovery. That's true. Yeah, you're just rolling dice. You're, right. you're rolling dice. And, the dice. And yeah. Your magnanimity uh-huh. goes towards a good cause. Indeed, there you go. So everybody go spend the uh, fifty seventy five CAD to buy the entire demo fest. I, I can't. I have to. I have to buy a new furnace. I also will not do this. I just spent so much money on Christmas presents for people and shit. So I, I have to spend so much money on a new furnace. Yeah. Well, yes. <laughs> I'm sure. And I'm sure you, you would be money. surprised how much that metal thing in your basement that blows hot air costs. I yeah. cannot fucking believe it. Yeah, we're gonna have to get a. We're gonna have to get a GoFundMe. Give me a GoFundMe. <laughs> uh, maybe I should just hit up Solidarity across borders. And be like, hey man, I need uh, some furnace money. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. For sure. Uh, you were affected you sh- by COVID. How about you show me a little solidarity? <laughs> I'm across the border and I need a little solidarity. Just, yeah, I'm, I'm down here across the border. I need some solidarity <laughs> from my friends up north. I need about I need about eight thousand dollars worth of solidarity. <laughs> um, all right, let's uh, let's roll the dice. Six again. All right, six is uh, Blue Anxiety. So, like I said, I, I haven't been actively avoiding this band. Um, this was, uh, so they specifically sent in the video for Internet Terrorists. This is on a an actual record, too. You can find this on their band camp. It's Blue Anxiety with two X's, right. bandcamp.com. And also Toxic State. Yes, and Toxic so. State put it out. So if there are any copies of this left, left that's where you would purchase that. So let's, uh, let's hear the song Internet Terrorists by Blue Anxiety. President of the United States, a former New Yorker who seems to enjoy stabbing his hometown in the back, talking about no bailout for New York. What kind of human sees the suffering here and decides that people in New York City don't believe
with violence They want us in silence Anarchy in Ireland There's nothing more than a hate and fire Manipulation from the news Whatever Okay, so we just heard the song Internet Terrorist by Blue Anxiety off of the record Played Dead, which came out this year. Um, so uh, Charlotte described this as, you know, if you like 90s ministry and hip-hop and genuine New York weirdness, then you'll like this. And I do like all of those things, but... 
but I think this only kind of half landed for me. That's what I mean. Like, there's something about it that just doesn't quite stick. I I don't think the rap elements work super well in this. I don't I don't think so either because it doesn't really hit very hard. And it doesn't hit particularly. It's hard. it's not real aggressive. So so artistically, it's it scratches all the fucking boxes for sure. It's right? sick. Yes, it's sick. It looks like a fucking alien sex fiend. Like it looks like Nick Fiend, fucking Onyx, and Robocop all fucking put together. Right. Yeah, it looks fucking sick. And it looks fucking sick. Right. Right. Yeah. And and everything about it, sh- it ticks the boxes when I look at it. It gets me very curious, and I revisit it, and I'm always like, man, it just it doesn't fucking hit you in the fucking face. Yeah. Right. Yeah. For sure. And uh, I don't know what to say because I want to like it so much more than I do. Yeah, for sure. I'm I'm on exactly this uh, exactly the same page with this. I just uh, I I like basically everything that goes into this. I like it aesthetically, and I thought that the music is it was well produced when it was not leaning into like the the rap elements. I thought that it was better for sure. Yeah. Um. I just don't think that emceeing is like it, w- it wasn't particularly good, and it wasn't like it wasn't. Exactly. Onyx is a good fucking reference point because imagine if you had the Onyx dudes like rapping yes, over this, right? It would be dope. It would be fucking sick. Or or like um, a more contemporary reference points like point if you had like the dudes from City Morgue rapping over this, it would be fucking sick because those dudes definitely have like a very Onyx esque delivery. It's like yelled, shouted delivery, hyper aggressive. Like City Morgue over this would be fucking crazy and it would be super super good. And I think that melding like 90s wax you know late 80s early 90s wax tracks with hip-hop is a really good idea on paper i just don't think that the execution is here with this project for me i should also note that the person who does this uh chai or chi orango chi orango it's also in uh children with dog feet which is that which that is tape super, is really fucking it's great good. also in anasazi which is a really good band like more like uh minimally minimalist post-punky kind of stuff mm-hmm. um so yeah i mean this person does rad shit and and like i said this is like it's getting there for me um i just uh it 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 didn't it there were some elements that like fell flat for me so yeah i i want to like this a lot more than i did too i'm sure though that there are plenty of people who uh who probably heard that and uh and dug it so there you go i mean there are loads of people like blue anxiety i just i'm halfway there man yeah i like the idea of it i like the you know i like the art i like the aesthetic i like the message i just yeah i it just doesn't fucking slap me in the face yeah for sure all right, let's uh, let's roll the dice. Six again. Okay, six is Hot Flakes. This is their split with Protection Hexes. I have not heard of either of these bands, uh, but Philadelphia has been pretty reliably producing really fucking good shit for, I mean, forever, but uh, the past five years or so, there's been a lot of really good stuff coming out of there. So uh, the song that was suggested is actually the first song on the uh, on the split cassette. It's not the one they have queued up, so we'll, uh, we'll listen to that one. So we're going to hear Jerry Garcia was in the CIA by Hot Flakes.
All right, we just heard the song Jerry Garcia was in the CIA by the band Hot Flakes off of their split with Protection Hexes. So first up, I'm going to say, Nick, this is this is strike two for you. So Nick was the individual who sent something in with no band name and no link and was like, listen to this. And then on the show, I was like, hey, you sent this thing in, but I don't know what you even meant to send in, so I couldn't look it up. So in reply to that email, because, you know, these come a month and a half after you submit something usually. Sure. So fairly, Nick couldn't remember what he wanted to submit. So he said, hey, I can't even remember what I was going to submit. So uh, here's this. I saw this band in Philly, you know, uh, last week or whatever, and it was good. But it's actually over a year old, even from the time of submission. It's from April 7th, 2020 is when this came out. I didn't even notice this. Yeah, I didn't what notice that fuck? either. I just noticed it, right? So so that's your, your two, your two you know strikes. What, we don't talk about it. <laughs> Next. <laughs> Next. <laughs> I don't I don't want to I don't want to do that. We don't talk about it. Next. I didn't think this was that cool. I liked it. It was fine. It I it was it was certainly not what I expected. Um No, it's, I it's, had no idea what to expect. I, I like the fucking mess of it. Um I don't know I don't know how much I would like I, I'll go check out the other song. Sure. Right? I don't I I don't know if I want to hang around right for a full length here. Please yeah. just give me fewer songs in the tape. Right? <laughs> yeah. Just give me fewer songs in the tape, right? right? I don't know if I want to hang around for a full length of this. Sure, but a few songs. But and it depends. I think this is a band that I I this is a band that would have to be really good live. Right, right. For me to be be 100% sold. Yeah, I agree. I like this well enough. There were times like cuz it was just such a fucking noisy mess. Yeah. Right? Um but like there was that Real slower, sludgy part that I might be off base here to my mind's ear that kind of reminded me of like early Nooth Grush. Oh, sure. Like the Jundlum Waste off the Dead Bodies Everywhere split. Oh, I'm sure that I'm sure um, Nooth Grush is a reference point for this band. Well, it's it, well be, right? uh, they're the bands that maybe this band is referencing. Who knows? You sure. know what I mean? But yeah. like just early Nooth Grush, that early shitty recordings of the stuff. Yeah, I I like this enough that I'll check out the, the rest of it mm -hmm. um, and uh, including the other band. Right. Um, and just see what it's all about because this is uh, this yeah is very much in the spirit of the show because for me this is coming from out of nowhere. I have for no sure. familiarity with either one of these bands. Period. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. For sure. So I, I I did actually even though we didn't listen to anything by the other band I didn't want to I wanted to point something out because um, they have a little write up but below the songs here. Um, it says, the track Capricorn is about old wisdom. The world is collapsing from the weight of industry. Instead of despairing, how can we use the old Saturn knowledge of time and the Capricorn knowledge to make the world we want? Who knows? Despair. You can't do it. Who knows? Yeah. The, the answer to that is, who knows? <laughs> I would say despair is a safer bet. Then, then counting despair. on using the old Saturn knowledge yeah. of time and the Capricorn knowledge, whatever the fuck that is, um, to build a better world, despair is a much safer bet. So just lean into that, accept it, fold it into your day-to-day -day life, and you're going to be fine. Yeah, everything will work out fine as long as you uh, despair. Right, as long as you despair. But if you hold on to the, even a sliver of hope that the old Saturn and Capricorn knowledge is going to save this society, you are, you are going to fall into yet a deeper level of despair right. later when you realize that Saturn and Capricorn are not. Well, the problem is to understand this, the Saturn knowledge, uh -huh. you have to delve into the Venusian Apocrypha. <laughs> That's right. right. Yes. 
And yes. also consult with a Jupiterian <laughs> right. sort of missives. Right? Yes, <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> then before you know it, you're a member of the Fool Society, and that's how you get Nazi occultists. I, I, I actually wish I belonged to a secret society where that sentence made sense to me. Yeah, for sure. That would be right? cool, right? Where, yeah, you know what I mean? It sucks that actual secret societies in real life are just like uh, 70-year-old men having potlucks. Yeah, I know. You know? I, I mean, know. It's a bummer, I know. right? I know. Like if the Freemasons were actually doing cool, evil shit— like Sign you, me up. I would be on board, right? Like, if here's the thing: if 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 the sort of stratification between good and evil were as cartoonish as people wish it were, right. I would be evil. Right. That would be sick. Like, yeah. You know? Like, you know, if I could join the Masons, right, and go into their lodge, right, right, and ascend the ranks of Masonic knowledge, yeah, know, to the point that like my 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 initiation involves, you know. Piercing, piercing the gossamer veil and witnessing a living Baphomet anoint me? <laughs> yeah. Give it to me. For sure. No doubt. Right? right? Yeah. Give it to me. Yeah. Like, there's, I, there's, I, I look at people who live in, in, in a world entirely created just by, like, you know, religious indoctrination and shit. I look at them with such great envy because, like, especially after this Travis Scott thing, um, and, and like we won't get too far into it here, but like, what does Travis Scott have to do with Freemasons? Well, I'm going to tell you. So, so you know, right now, for good reason, because it actually poses a, a genuine uh, societal threat on some level. Sort of like working and middle class, like white conspiracy thought is is in the spotlight. Mm -hmm. But like conspiracy thought is prevalent among working class people of all creeds and colors, and black people have like their own very specific brand of conspiracy thought. Like, if you are a working class person, I guarantee, I guarantee. Wait, 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 wait. I just want to make sure. Yeah. I just want to make sure that this is official knowledge and this is not, like, you're saying now, because you're not a black person. I'm not a black person, no, no. So, you know this for a fact. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Okay. I'm just going to, I'm going I'm to say it's a safe bet that if you have, like, <laughs> If you just just hear me out, if you're like a working class person and you like you're friends with like working class black people, like you pro if you have a lot like a, an extended peer group that involves like a lot of black people, there's probably at least one, at least one in there. Just the same way that there's a white, at least one white person, you know, that is a QAnon person. There's one black person, you know, that believes that white people were created in a laboratory by the scientist Yakub. Almost certainly. Oh, I've heard of that. Yeah, it's very common. It's way more common than you would think. And so, like, he with did. with the and that would again, that would be sick. Right. Um. But like, so the Travis Scott thing. Um. I've seen a lot of my friends being exposed to like black conspiracy thought for the first time, in which there is a lot of uh, conspiracy theories about like famous people and rappers and shit being part of the Illuminati, which is like a satanic organization. Uh, in this belief system and so like there are a ton of of posts and shit that are getting a fuck ton of traffic traffic um, and traction about like Travis Scott's show actually being like a satanic ritual to open up a portal to the nether realm and shit and like it's so sick because what a cool thing that would be if it were true right. and not in fact just like uh, a really, really sad window into like our society. <laughs> yeah, really, really, just, just sort of like the consequences of uh, unchecked narcissism, right? And, <laughs> yeah. uh, and 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 at the same time, also, um, I guess bootlicking in a different sort of way. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. No doubt. Right. Yeah. Like celebrity worship and and, and shit like that. Right. But like, it would just it would be so cool 
to live in the brain of that person for a day. Because imagine if you think that, like, the world is constantly in the throes of, like, an apocalyptic battle between the forces of good and evil and, like, famous rappers are trying to open up portals to hell and shit. That would be cool. That would be a cool life. I would, yeah. I'm envious of that belief. And, and just imagine the irony if famous rappers are the ones that opened up a portal to hell. Right. Instead of black metal. <laughs> Indeed, right? Right? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Just sure. imagine how many fucking asses that would chafe. How just many <laughs> Teutonic asses would be chafed over and over in Europe about that? Yeah, for sure, dude. Right? Yeah, that would be that would be an incredible, incredible fucking twist, wouldn't it? So here you go on Amazon. I think I think um, this is this is a good stuff. It's stocking stuffer, perhaps. Okay. Yakub, parentheses Jacob, the father of mankind, paperback, November six, two thousand eight. Uh huh. Yakub is a black scientist introduced to the public by Elijah Muhammad. Elijah Muhammad told of his history as being the father of mankind or the maker of the white race. This teaching proved to be one of the most explosive within a nation of Islam's theological and mathematical doctrine. Thought to be a myth, especially among those who gravitated towards more orthodox Islam, which, by the way, doesn't accept Elijah Muhammad as being authentic. No. But since the cloning of the, of the sheep Dolly and other organic species, the facts that Elijah Muhammad attributed to this man cannot be discounted unless we all suddenly agree that Dolly never happened. That last sentence. <laughs> what a what a, claim, what, a right? what a sentence. Number one, it is fucking everywhere. And I think whoever wrote that sentence forgot what they were going to say, what they meant to say, like halfway through. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For right? Sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, it has uh, four and a half stars, four hundred and two ratings. Uh huh. Four four hundred and two ratings. Four and a half. So that's solid. Yeah, for sure. Right? Yeah. It's not just like four and a half stars with like. Three ratings, and no. two of them are my his cousin. I'm I'm telling you this this is this is a lot more prevalent in common a belief than you would ever imagine it to be. Well, I I, I imagine right because yeah. uh, sure right you know why not right <laughs> sure yeah, sure why not <laughs> I I probably am going to buy this book. Okay, sick. <laughs> I hope you have fun with it. Um, all right, let's uh, let's roll the dice. See what's up next. Two. Okay, two is tribal gaze with godless voyage can find this at tribalgazetx.bandcamp.com so this is uh by the looks of it some death metal shit for sure uh i have not heard of this band i know nothing about it so let's uh let's just jump into it it looks like they have the first song queued up to play so we are going to hear towers of illness by tribal gaze off of their release godless voyage
All right, we just heard the song Towers of Illness by the band Tribal Gaze off of their release, Godless Voyage. So I just want to point out, Yeah, picture the band, right? Oh, yeah, sure. There's a guy wearing a blood incantation shirt. Mm -hmm. There's a guy wearing a power trip shirt. Yep. And there's a guy wearing a Cannibal Corpse Gallery of Suicide shirt. Yeah. It is obvious where that fucking, the, the inspiration for this record, the, at least that song is coming from. Yes, for sure. That was 100%. Vile Gallery of Suicide era Cannibal Corpse. Yeah, no doubt. I like that. I was really good. like those two records. Yeah. Um, this is an example of because we, we were saying when we we're looking at them, these look like hard. At least a couple of these dudes look for like sure. hardcore dudes in a fucking death metal. Band. Yep, for sure. And they did it right. They did it very right. Yeah, there were no hardcore trappings in this at all. When it slowed down towards the end, it kind of hit that like like from Vile. There's the track Bloodlands. Mm -hmm. I think on this. B side? Yeah, I think so. And um, I was like, please, please, please don't put a breakdown in. Please don't put a breakdown in. And they didn't. Yeah. Right? They yep. just, I mean, yeah, it was a death metal sort of, but it, they right. just hit a dirge. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I like this. Yeah. I like this a lot. This was really good. And also, like, a, a, a really sad thing is that I feel like Cannibal Corpse has spent the last 20 or so years becoming a t-shirt band. And, like, nobody is trying to play death metal in the style of Cannibal Corpse, right? At least like, nobody that I'm aware of, no except, one that, well, this band. Right, exactly. And so I'm very happy to, to hear a band that is hyperactively <laughs> aping Cannibal Corpse. See, here's the thing, though. I, I, I have not listened to a Cannibal Corpse record front to back since Kill. Mm -hmm. Because they, I, it, I mean, at some point, it's, I mean, they, <laughs> since... Uh, George Fisher joined the band in 96. Yeah. They've put out 12 LPs. That's fucking bonkers, dude. Right? Yeah. They, they've, they've put out a record basically every two to three years since 1996. Yeah. Um, and that's fucking dense. What year did Kill come out? Like 05 or something? 2006. Six, okay. That's really fucking dense. And at some point, I mean, you know, as, as with all like long running bands, I, unless I'm just not in it for the full ride. No, and also like you just get diminishing returns. Yeah, even if they keep putting out really quality records, like how how much Cannibal Corpse do you really need? You yeah, know that's I, mean? I guess that's my point, right? I'm just not in it for the full fucking ride all the time. Yeah, for sure. But uh, boy, do I like I like the first few records with um, George Fisher on them. They're totally different. It's a totally different band with yeah. him in it than it is with uh, fucking um, what the fuck's his name. Why does his name escape me right now? Chris Barnes. Yeah, Chris Barnes. Right it's there. a totally different band, right? And, like, you know, when Vile come out, you can hear why they got the dude from Monstrosity to sing on that fucking record. For because sure. Because Chris Barnes could not fucking keep up with that. Yeah. But, um, yeah, this was really fucking good. This really made me want to go listen to Gallery of Suicide, mm -hmm. which I will probably do. I'll probably listen to Vile, Gallery of Suicide, Bloodthirst tomorrow at work. Yeah, so also this is, this is uh, here you go. This is an active refutation of the fact that that we, uh, A, only like things that sound like Project or <laughs> Project 86. Wow, that's a really bad Christian metalcore band that I saw somebody reference on Facebook today, and this is the only reason that it's in my head. Um, it, uh, an active refutation of the fact that we only like bands that sound like 86 mentality um, and that we shit on uh, all death metal made by hardcore hardcore folks. This was, this was clearly some hardcore kids making this, and it was done... Exactly right. This is really fucking good. I can see why uh, pretty much every version of this record is sold out. But you said that there is a, a third pressing of the tape on the uh, Desert Wasteland Productions uh, yep. web store. So yep. if you like that, you can still cop uh, a uh, cassette copy of it. And I'm for sure going to listen to the rest of that. That is really, really good stuff. Um, all right. Let's uh, let's roll the dice uh, one more time. 
One more. That's it. Huh? Well, we're already we're already like an hour in. Five. All right. Um, five. I I fear that we're gonna be following some really good death metal with some not as good death metal. So this is Mutilation Barbecue. You can find this at mutilationbarbecue.bandcamp.com. The release is called Mutilation Barbecue. They are from Cleveland, Ohio. This is, uh, I believe, a new band. This just came out in September, and I think it's their only release. Um, I listened to, I think, the first song off of this because I saw they got added to a show um, that was happening, like, literally a half a block away from my house on Saturday, and um, I didn't like it enough to feel compelled to even walk down there to to check it out. Um, My memory of this, I was listening to it while I was doing other shit, was it was just kind of like overproduced very modern death metal but you know what i'm gonna give it a fair shake here and now actually sit with it because i was doing other shit maybe i was just being a dick so we are going to listen to the first song on this we're going to hear acid tub by mutilation barbecue off their self-titled ep
All right, we just heard the song Acid Tub by Mutilation Barbecue off of their self-titled debut release. So um, upon listening to this in headphones, I, it's not really overproduced. I listened to it on my phone previously, kind of in the background. Yeah, but Those those high-quality speakers in the phone. Right? <laughs> well, it's just hard to, it's like, it, it, it's hard to tell. It emphasizes sure. like different aspects of, the, of a yeah, recording right. and shit. Things sound very different on a phone speaker. So, um, so you know, I, I will at least take that uh, that off of the marks against it, but... Yeah, I still I still don't like this. Um, I think the 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 jokey name and art, you know, mutilation barbecue and like the art. I mean, the art is very well done, um, but like it's just it's it's goofy in a way that like doesn't really appeal to me. Um, this doesn't suck. I mean, they're good players. It, the song is fundamentally like a good song, but this is so this this form of death metal feels so modern to me it's it feels like a, a very modern modern iteration of the form i mean there's obvious reference to classic stuff going on here but like this feels like post post to the year 2000 death metal you know what i mean this it's it's got it's got uh, it's it's the art the name of the band we didn't like um what was it gamma bomb last week mm -hmm. yeah because of the campiness of it sure and the, the party thrash aspect of it right this has definitely got a bit of the uh party thrash element in it as far as death metal goes. Yeah, this is like the death metal equivalent to that. But I, I also think the vocals were goofy and not really detracted. It's like that's a that is a style of death metal vocal that I that I do not like and feels like again a, a product of modern death metal and like deathcore as well. Um I got no beef with this particularly, but I just uh, this is like just not interesting to me at all. It just doesn't it doesn't make me feel anything. I, I don't have any desire to revisit it. It's I get why I get why people like this, but it's not it's not for me. I probably like this a little more than you, surprisingly. Yeah. Um the guitars reminded me of Cerebral Rod at times. For sure. At times when they were when it was doing like the faster trim picking parts and shit. You know, sure, yeah. And um the the big thing that and the song is short. The song is short. You gotta yeah. say that it's not a bunch of fucking wanking. No doubt. Yeah. Right. I give that to him for sure. Um, the songs are the songs are to the fucking point, which I dig. Yeah. Um, the, the, honestly, I think if you gave this band a different name mm -hmm. and gave it different artwork, yeah, I would like it forty percent. <laughs> yeah, 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 for sure. I mean, it's it's. For for somebody who is as uh, aware of my own prejudices as as I am, I am remarkably unable to transcend them. Here's the thing, I want I want my uh, death metal to be f like funny but not campy. For sure, you know what I yeah, mean. Yeah, I like yeah. to have fun with the idea of it. No it, doubt, you know. And I I I don't I don't um, compare another another release that has barbecue in the name mortician hacked up for barbecue sure goofy campy bullshit yeah right indeed. um you look at the artwork right the artwork is a you know i'm looking at it now i, I looked it up to to, to revisit because i got this and what is it chainsaw dismemberment mm -hmm. in my head back i got those backwards because that there was a woman being fucking hacked apart for barbecue on this record but like you know it's a texas chainsaw ed gein sort of thing right you know with fucking a bone chair and which you know, the bones that are on the bone chair, um, it, it appears that whoever drew this had no idea what human anatomy actually is. <laughs> right, sure. Um, but nevertheless, it's campy. It's, you know, it's fun, but it's not funny. Right. Right? Yeah. Same thing with chainsaw dismemberment, right? I yeah. mean, chainsaw dismemberment is just the kind of thing that uh, the art on that, let's just say, mm -hmm. 
probably would have a salon article written about it if it came out today. No doubt. Right? Yeah, no doubt, yes. Right? I mean, there's people tied up. There's people hacked to bits. But the, the highlight is Texas Chainsaw Massacre, you know, blonde girl and Daisy Dukes missing her fucking leg and grimacing in pain, right, while right. guy in the chain. The, impl the implication is there. <laughs> the, the implication is certainly The implication there. is there, right? Right, yes. And so you might see an article on... Uh, I don't know. I'm like noisy, you know, addressing, addressing, addressing the inherent misogyny, the inherent death misogyny of de death metal by highlighting a band that no one, like no one, mortician, <laughs> yeah. right? Oh yeah. All that fucking power they wield mortician, <laughs> right? Right. Right. Sure. Nevertheless, right. The, the, if, if this band, they didn't sound anything like mortician, no. but if this band had the aesthetic of mortician, right. Right rather than the aesthetic of a thrash metal band, mm -hmm. I probably would like this 30 to 40% more. That's yeah. saying I'm not totally off the boat because they did check some of the boxes for sure. me, right? They didn't have, they didn't have a, as much modern death metal was in it. They didn't have the uh, uh, obvious call outs to hardcore roots. Sure. Yeah, 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 for sure. Um, they kept it brief. Yeah. Right. This is just this is I so again it, it's it's just my inability to to conquer my own prejudices here because this is uh this is cargo shorts and long neck beard death metal. Oh you yeah, know what yeah, I mean? yeah. Like, so this is a really specific for sure type of death metal. By the way, dude in cargo shorts with a neck beard. Yeah. In the last band that we listened to. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> that's 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 true. It it permeates into other forms of death metal right. as well. Let's sure. just say that. Let's just say that in general, there's a lot of fucking beards mighty low in the face. <laughs> For sure. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. No doubt. Right? There's a lot of there's a lot of low hanging beards in death metal. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Right? Yeah. There are. This. This is. I give this as far as I'm concerned a C plus. Yeah. Okay. I'm. I'm kind of there. I think this is C plus material. Right. I like. Like. Really. Honestly, the only thing that really turned me off was. Maybe a little too fucking modern for my for my my particular taste of what I seek out in death metal. Right. Um. And it's just the goofiness of it. But you know what? That's just me. Fuck me. Right. For sure. And I don't if, like that fun. Yeah. I want to see bitches getting cut to fucking pieces <laughs> in earnest. Right. I don't want to see some fucking pig man. You know, some giant pig man, goofy looking fucking pig man. Right. With a barbecue with the stupid goofy kids in the background. Right. And a bunch of pickled fetuses. That's not real. I want to see a man. Ripping the fetus from her womb. <laughs> That's right. Right? While he's spitting in her face. <laughs> Make me feel like a real fucking man. Right, yeah. Slice those sluts right. to ribbons. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm with you. That's uh that's just that's part of that's that's just part of death metal. Right. Man. You know what I mean? Take right. it or leave it, right? Right. <laughs> or or go go make your own brand of family friendly death metal, I guess. Go do black teeth, tight black T-shirt death metal, but uh, that's that's not the kind that appeals to me, right? Right, uh, and and neither does this really. But it's it's totally fine. Certainly, incredibly competent. Just legitimately, just not my brand of death metal. That's my only complaint about this. Just not the kind of stuff that resonates with me. But I think it's good. Oh, there you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm dude. actually gonna put that on as my fucking zoom background <laughs> for, for class dude and, that art oh, the art's that, so that's good, gonna be dude. my that, that that fucking chainsaw dismemberment that's gonna be my zoom background <laughs> on my next work meeting yeah <laughs> before you do your land acknowledgement yes <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah for sure i'd first like to acknowledge this bitch getting hacked to pieces <laughs> behind me <laughs>
All right, so not <laughs> not uh, not a particularly music heavy episode because we got some we got some stuff to some some uh, voicemails to tackle. But hey, we got through five bands. That's uh, that's the bare minimum of of what we promise up top in the show. So take what you get. Right? Let's uh, let's listen to some voicemails. Hey, uh, my last message was a little quiet, so I'm gonna try to be loud this time. I don't know if that was due to signal or just me being a fucking mushmouth. Uh, but you know, Keith Smokey Johnson here, and once again, this time with something different. Uh, I'm gonna plug a couple shows at Nashville area, Tennessee, uh, November 22nd. We got Take Offense, Purity Among Thieves, Vital Part, Bazooka Tooth at the end. Uh, that's gonna be Doors of Seven. And then, November 29th, one week away from that show, we have Body Farm, Torsion, Gallstones, and Bazooka Tooth at Dark Matter. Uh, it's gonna be Doors at Six, Music at Seven, Five Bucks for that show. All fucking ages, bitch. Pull up or die. Um, so yeah, I think it, I think it was your connection. Um, it was a little less, uh, spotty this time, but yeah, the last call was, uh, just, uh, yeah, just not, 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 not a top quality connection. Who's your provider? Um, you know, maybe check into that. If you're on, you know, if, you, if you're a Boost Mobile guy, that might explain why the calls are not high quality, right? If you're yeah. Metro PCS, it might explain something. Yeah. Uh, myself, a rich king that I am, entre- young entrepreneur, <laughs> a Verizon guy. So All the way. I got no problem with signals. Take me out to the country. I can, I'm still talking to you clear as day. It's like no, I was in the actually, room with you. Not no, really. No, not really. No. Actually, when we went to Canada, I was really happy because uh, we. Ha- I was like, oh, wow, Verizon provides, like, free service, uh, like, cross-border service now. That's pretty cool. I didn't have to get, like, an international plan. Not that I would have. I didn't, right? I, I was just like, I just won't have a phone while I'm here. Um, but it's, it is so, it's so poor as to essentially be non-existent. I, I have virtually no cell signal at my office. Yeah. Which is bonkers because it's a it's like forty minutes outside of like the sec you know like like cities right yes yeah right yeah like what the fuck yeah yeah for sure yeah actually I hit dead spots fucking constantly when I'm driving Whatever. like right by populous centers but there you go if you're in the Nashville area modern problems uh, think about attending one of those shows all right let's uh, let's hear the next call. Hey, this is Matt from New Jersey. I've never called in before, and for the sake of brevity, I'm not gonna go where my inclination would normally go to drone on about how a lot of our listeners are soft as baby shit when trying to keep any interest in hardcore influenced death metal or new kids in death metal in general because that shit just plain sucks but like I said if I want to keep it nice and terse I'm going to reignite the conversation about Skyrim so Nate mentioned that he has Mule Delinus as a spouse Familiar enough with the lore knows that when she was left dying outside of Zinchleft, she was found by Aaron. She resides in Aaron's house, and in turn, when you first meet her in Riften, Aaron is by her side. So what I'm wondering if you need is, and this is with no judgment whatsoever, are you cocking Aaron? I mean, realistically, if you marry Mjol, Aaron's in the picture. He's going to follow along, and you've mentioned that you're pretty lawful. You don't like roughing up shopkeepers. You don't just leave people for dead. So... Are you cocking Aaron, or is Aaron cocking you? Inquiring minds would like to know. I believe me. I don't think Aaron wants to, but he does not have what it takes to uh, get between those legs. My <laughs> that dude hangs around all the time, and I don't mind it because he's 
seems okay. He's good yeah. with the kids. <laughs> sure. Right. He's always telling me about how Mule's going to teach him how to swing a sword one day. I will tell you this. He puts in some fucking work because I encounter him traveling back and forth between my <laughs> house and either White Run. Yeah. Or solitude and rifting every fucking day. I don't know how he does it. I seriously don't know how he does it. He's a road dog. I'll be coming around the fucking mountain, right? I'm yeah. coming around the mountain, right? Yeah. I just got done. I don't know visiting, visiting fucking you know a dragon in the top of the fucking throat of the world, right? Yeah. Here I come down the fucking throat of the world. Here I come to my fucking mountain, going back to get a good home cooked meal, check up on the kids. There goes fucking Aaron <laughs> heading to fucking rifting. It's like three o'clock in the morning. <laughs> Yeah, he's a man about town. He's, I mean, fuck, dude. More power to him, man, I guess. But um, no, he's just, uh, you know, her manservant. Yeah, for sure. I, I am definitely the one cucking him. <laughs> yeah. I actually, I just restarted Skyrim, too, because of all the talk on the show about it. And, uh, and you know, you can, I mean, this is a lot. This is not new, but, you know, you have mods on console now, like mods on Xbox One. So it's not the same as, like, playing on the computer, but you can get pretty damn close. So I got all the graphics mods and shit, and, like, it's free on Game Pass right now, which I'm subscribed to, and it comes with, like, all of the... It's like the anniversary. It's not the new anniversary edition, but it was, like, the previous, like... The previous anniversary. The previous anniversary edition. Let's do that instead of just make a new game. Right. (laughs) Yes, exactly. But it comes with, like, Dawn Guard and, like, all of the fucking DLC. LC and stuff so yeah I, I'm, I'm now like probably 25 hours into another playthrough of Skyrim yeah dude Serana yeah have you met her yet I haven't oh she's gonna fucking lead you on yeah don't fall for her tricks <laughs> okay all right don't fall for her tricks I'll right? uh, I'll keep that in mind yeah don't all right okay let's uh let's hear the next call hey guys I was just wondering if we could get a Patreon episode of you guys talking about jacking off the cartoon <laughs> wait, wait. So he wants an episode of us talking about Jack. Not the <laughs> That's right. I think that was Joe. <laughs> that sounded like Joe. It was. It was a, an unknown number, but I yeah. think a, a known voice. Um, interestingly enough, I was, so my girlfriend and I accompanied my mom down to Indy cause she was dropping her mom off at the airport down there. And, uh, we did some thrifting while we were down there and, uh, Zave and my girl found like a full on like hentai t-shirt. Yeah. It's fucking sick. Yeah. It is, uh, well, Allah would call it haram, certainly. (laughs) It it does not please, it does not please the eyes of God, but, um, (laughs) but it's a pretty sick fucking shirt. So hentai, uh, hentai is on, (laughs) as always, hentai is on my mind. There you go. Um, all right, let's see the next one. This is, uh, President Joe Biden calling from the White House, and I'm here to call out Lois from Groin. He claims he's hardcore, but right now he's in Europe being a fancy boy, eating baguette sandwiches and looking at old, dusty-ass buildings. It's like he doesn't even listen to 86 mentality, oi-informed hardcore. This does nothing for me. They're clearly very competent at what they do. I would need to see this live. What a shame. Okay, I'm, I'm, I'm. Uh, I mean, again, this is also not new, but I'm, I'm glad that we've got some. We, we, we are s- creatures of such habit. It, here's the thing: we don't try to say the same thing over and over again. It is literally just the incredibly limited capacity of our brains. Well, you know, it's not only that, but like, it's there's not. I mean, there's not a lot. We listen to hardcore, right? Right, punk. <laughs> And, and metal adjacent stuff, right? Yeah, yeah. 
we're on rails for sure. Yeah, it's like I don't, I can't remember the exact food-related uh, uh, adage. You know, oh many, uh, only so many ways to cook a turkey or whatever yeah. it is, right? Yeah, that, that's that kind of applies right. here, right? Yeah, I do wish that this was Sleepy Joe calling. I, I would be so much more hype on Sleepy Joe. I would love if Sleepy Joe called him the if, podcast. Uh, if if uh, he was uh, into eighty-six mentality, yeah, for sure. I that that would I would I would I would uh, be prone to give him a little bit more leeway on his incredibly impotent <laughs> presidency. He's, <laughs> he's he's always so sleepy because he's just fucking moshing so hard in the Oval Office. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, he expends all of his senior energy just getting down to sick records. <laughs> he's, yeah, yeah, he's, he's just, just fucking getting getting hyped to fucking you know he, he's getting hyped to fucking fucking agnostic front. Right. Yeah, he just doesn't. That's why he doesn't have the energy to push push through any legislation that would help a single living American. No. <laughs> all right. Let's hear the in next typical one. hardcore fashion. <laughs> Indeed. Uh, hey, what's up? Uh, kill, fuck, or marry United Blood, Victim in Pain, Cause for Alarm. Um, I think I know which one everyone's going to marry, but interesting to see the other two. Uh, I had something else I was going to say, too, but it's probably fucking stupid and not important. So, bye. Okay, you're putting me on uh, on the spot with this one because I I like all of these records a lot. And actually... My introduction to Agnostic Front was was actually via Cause for Alarm. That was like that was the first Agnostic Front record I ever heard. Um, maybe just because it was like the most accessible, right? And it's mm-hmm. like you know it's their crossover record. I love that record. I will say that I don't find myself revisiting it nearly as much as Victim in Pain. Um, I mean, Victim in Pain and United Blood are are, are kind of a toss up. Yeah, they really are. And um, and you're getting some of the same material from, I think, United Blood on Victim and Pain. That's why I would marry Victim and Pain. Right. Fuck United Blood. Yeah. Kill Cause for Alarm. I think that's what I would have to do, too. Well, no, you see, mm, that's tough. I would say, I would say, I'm a fuck Victim and Pain. Or I'm going to, I'm sorry, I'm going to marry Victim and Pain. I'm going to fuck Cause for Alarm and blasphemously I'm going to kill United Blood just because we do have a rehash of some of that material on Victim and Pain and I tend to like some of the re-recorded versions of those songs a little bit better Um, and you're still getting like prime early 80s agnostic front with that with Victim and Pain Mm -hmm. whereas Cause for Alarm is throwing you something a little bit different that I think is still incredibly good. Um, and I, I just wouldn't want to never hear that record again. So Yeah, I don't know, man. Whenever I listen to Agnostic Front, it's United Blood and Victim of Pain. That's what I go to. Yeah, fair enough. Um, like I said, my intro was uh, was cause for alarm, so I revisit that somewhat often. But, uh, but yeah, the early material, like the early, early material is still my go-to. So I imagine you probably asked that question because I covered an Agnostic Front show at the, the last uh, Bug House, or uh, covered an Agnostic Front song at the uh, last uh, yeah, Bug House show. Because they were there. Yeah, because Agnostic Front was there, because I booked the, the who, Godfathers. Who, who, who is this? Uh, well, no, this person wasn't there, but, you know, social media and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm Everybody, sure. Everybody's checking out what you're doing. <laughs> There's just... What's what's that, what's that Greg Gordon getting up to? <laughs> um, all right, let's uh, let's hear the uh, the last call. Hey, what's up, fuckers? It's Alex. Uh, I just wanted to point out that I'm halfway through the Chris Chan documentary on YouTube, and I got to say... Chris Chan is the ultimate anarchist, if you really think about it. For one thing, he was radical with LGBTQ thought. The dude practiced direct action. He literally practiced direct action. He put theory into action and went down to that GameStop 
and fucked up those sonic displays. And he got, I mean, he did it. He wasn't just standing by. And also, Chris Kane hated the cops. He would always say that they're crooked and shit. And he said, you know, he was definitely legitimately against the cops. And I don't know, man. I'm starting to think that, for one, he's the ultimate chaos magician. He has formed his own reality to himself. But also, he's the ultimate anarchist. He's, you know, I think the left learned a lot from Christian. Christian, Christine Chandler, my bad. Peace, fuck faces. Nate, fuck you the most. Yeah, but he also ate his mom's pussy. <laughs> yeah, man, that really... That, I, I, I will hand it to you that he was a hell of a chaos magician. For no doubt that he uh, he manifested the reality yeah. that he wanted to live I in. I mean, right. the, in, in many ways, he sort of exemplified modern chaos magic. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's she, the, she, she. Oh, uh, oh, that's right. Chris, Chris Chan is she now, right? Well, uh, so uh, Chris Chan is like the postmodern Crowley, right? Do you, do you, do you... Um, give up your right to sort of like uh pronoun respect if you eat your mom's pussy <laughs> um some would argue some would argue no i would say <laughs> i would say because they're two fundamentally like unconnected things that i would go ahead and respect respect chris chan's pronouns just you know but here's the thing you know, you know, you're trying to bait me into something here because you know I don't give a shit. <laughs> Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Yeah. That act, right? right? Uh-huh. Getting down with your mom. Sure. It it really calls into question. Like they, 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 there's a lot of things you can do. Like, yeah, but that's just a joke. That's just my fucking. You know, that's what I like. I listen to death metal, right? right? But I'm a super nice guy. Don't worry about it. I just like like happen to like listening to George Fisher scream about mutilating people, right? Right. Sure. I don't actually want to mutilate people. Right. But if you get down with your mom, yeah, right, it really does sort of call into question virtually every other aspect about you. Oh, sure, sure, right, yeah. I mean, it, it, it <laughs> right, 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 yeah. I mean, I see what you're getting at. Sure. You know what I mean? Like, like, how, how, how can I believe a single word you said? You fucked your mom. Right, how sound of mind are you? How sound right? of mind, how, you know. how prepared are you to make judgments about um about y your your self expression uh about the world in which we live basically anything if you're fucking your senile mother yes that's my point for sure yeah no doubt um i think i would default to like yeah just go ahead and respect the pronouns as a as a as a throw up a fist a sign of solidarity right but i also don't um I also don't give a shit. Yeah, I, don't, I don't give a shit. <laughs> right? I don't fucking care. Right. <laughs> call Chris Chan whatever the fuck you That's want. That's right. It has nothing to do with me, and I don't fucking care. Call, so call, call them whatever you want to call them because they ate their mom's pussy. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly right. I wish I could make that the episode title, but I think we're probably already shadow banned on most of the fucking <laughs> most of the podcatchers. So uh, let's uh, let's wrap it up. Um, if you, uh, if you want to submit music, it is demo, listen podcast at gmail.com just make sure the release is a year or less old. I'm talking to you, Nick. No, you know what I mean? You, you fucking, you're two strikes. We're going to give you a third shot. I want you to submit something else and I want it. I want you to a remember what it is. B include the fucking link and C make sure that it is at least somewhat new. And then, then we'll, then we'll. I'll respect you. This but right is now, fucking punk and hardcore. There are fucking <laughs> there, rules. There are rules, motherfucker. Um, if you want to become a patron, it's patreon.com slash demo listen podcast. Five bucks and up gets you access to 
all the good stuff. Ten bucks and up gets you access to all the good stuff plus tapes. Uh, we got to record a couple new episodes before the end of the month, so we'll uh, we'll reconvene to to we do gotta that. Get, we got to get busting. We do got to get busting for sure. And luckily, busting makes me feel good. So, um, and then last up, if you want to call, it is two six zero two 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 eight three four one. Just uh, leave us a brief message or uh, shoot us a text if you'd like. Beyond that, got nothing else to say. Rate and review, et cetera, et cetera. Are there Tell any your new friends. Patreons? Uh, probably Dude, hit them next time. Probably, but I'll hit it at the top. Of we the don't want to push next it time. Yet. Yeah, for sure. All right, peace.